Hey, this is Dave Pryor. We are at Agile 2018 in the leading Agile booth. We're doing interviews all week with speakers and thought leaders and folks who are here at the conference. And if you can't be here, you get a sense of what's going on. And I'm very excited about this because my my first project management mentor, Bob Tarney, is here. Bob, thank you for coming. Sure. So when I got started with project management, Bob's the one that helped me figure out what the hell I was doing and sucked me into the PMI vortex. But now we're here at the Agile conference, so things have gotten better. Um, and PMI is here. Which I didn't know that until just now. So you're doing a talk tomorrow, which is Tuesday, at 2 o'clock, called Agile Road Trips, Lessons from the Coaching Toyota. Yes. And I'm assuming that many of people out there, like me, would look at the word Toyota and go, what the hell, that's where all this crap came from anyway. You would think. You would think. So what's but going on? There's, there's a definite difference between what was going on in the manufacturing side of the house and what was going on in the IT side of the house. And okay. A number of reasons for that, which I get into in my talk tomorrow. But um, one of the biggest issues was the fact that they use a lot of contractors. And 80% okay. of their IT department is outsourced and contracted. So they don't have the same level of engagement. They don't, they don't know the Toyota way. Um, oh. Okay. So, as a good example, um, they were, uh, when they first went through their Agile transformation, Scrum Inc. came, right. taught them Scrum, they went through the coaching with Scrum and started doing Scrum very by the book. Okay. And I got in, I was working with one of the squads, and I'm looking at them and saying, you know, Kanban would work better in this situation. And they kind of looked at me like, wait, we can use Kanban? <laughs> I'm like, it was Dude, a good <laughs> So, so here I was at Toyota teaching people how to do Kanban. That had to be really weird. Yeah. Wow. So, so what? I mean, I'm just curious. What was it like to walk in there and find it? Like, yeah, it was just. I mean, because like you, I I knew the Toyota TPS and yeah. what they invented, and um, it was just a, a bit of a different world on the IT side. Okay. So um, what? I was assuming it was because they're America and it's an American Japan thing, but it's just more, I mean, it's more IT as opposed to manufacturing. It, it, they're doing uh, the Toyota way in the in the plant, and you know I, I did a tour the plant and saw people pull the end on board that exists. But I, there's a little bit of a culture thing there that I lived in Japan and worked there in the past, and mm -hmm. the culture is different, okay. and you can't teach the culture to people. It's just. Um, you know, the idea of we want to do the honorable thing, it, it's okay. more resonant in Japan than, than it is it, it's a different It surprises me that, that people wouldn't be familiar with, like, the Toyota. I know when I taught at Walmart, they made me read the Sam Walton book. <laughs> I would assume that, I mean, I guess people would invest in kind of... No, they're, I mean, they taught the contractors scrum and stuff, but they, they're careful about how much... Um, training they provide contractors because they get off. into a... Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean it as a disappointment. I'm kind of dissing on the contractors that didn't take the time to learn. I yeah, mean, no, I mean, there's... they would know that going in. Yeah, no, I mean, and the people there, none of them knew Scrum before Toyota wow. started going through the transformation. They were all waterfall people, all the contractors. So they made that transition? Yeah. Okay. So they, they did train the contractors on Scrum. Okay. But then it was, um, didn't they didn't really have the Toyota Way part of it down. What about from the management level down? I mean, you're, you're talking about working with the squads. You've still got leadership and support for that. Do they, do they have to go through transformation as well, or are they a little bit more in sync with 
Well, that's kind of interesting that. too because the so the contract the scrum masters were contractors, okay. and they went through the training. They did product owner training for the product owners who were Toyota team members, employees. Okay. Um, but then the there wasn't a lot of coaching provided at that level and above. Um, part of it was a psychological safety issue yeah. that the the scrum masters as contractors didn't feel comfortable pushing, pushing it, and in in good reason because I when I was there I saw three different occasions where a scrum master was just gone, wow. no explanation, nobody knew where they went. But Everyone pretended they never heard the name before. <laughs> Can't find any electronic yeah. records. So it's it's I think valuable in that even an organization that helps start all this stuff can have to relearn it. I mean, you're not, you can, I think you can get good at this, but you have to keep pushing and keep finding your back right? Yeah. And, and adapting. Another thing is that, you know, if you get into Kinevin and complex versus complicated, right. the manufacturing line is complicated and not, software is complex. So, okay. so that, that kind of plays a factor into it that they couldn't apply lean the same way in software as they did in manufacturing. Yeah. It didn't work the same. Okay. So I want to ask you another question. So we both come from the same side of the house. Now we're on the other side of the house. Yeah. What was the most challenging thing for you in making that transition? I mean, when I made the transition, it just seemed... Was it just a natural? Yeah. For me, it was awful. Yeah, because I actually had worked with the team and done an agile project back in the late 90s and not even really quite realized what we were doing. I think the team had been reading up. It was a consulting team I was working with, and they'd been reading up on Agile, and we did a project. We did one-week sprints. We met with our, we didn't call them a product owner, but our sponsor, we met with them every Friday, showed them what we built, um, and I saw how that worked. And so when it came back to doing... So when you I, got the proof first, whereas to me it was just a bunch of developers yelling at me saying to stop doing the pantry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw it working well. Okay. And the benefit, we, we produced a great product off that project. And seeing that and seeing how it worked was really, I think, when I started coming hearing about Scrum and the work we were doing with PMI and Scrum. And, yeah. Okay. It's just kind of kind of quick. All right. So what else is going on? You got your blog? Got my blog. You promote the blog. I want to make sure I get the dash in the right place. Zen-PM.blogspot.com. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not. I'm trying to keep that up as often as possible. Um, and then still coaching. Okay. And you still use any waterfall or traditional tools in your agile practice? Um, I don't really. I mean, it's. I like having that background because working with companies going from waterfall to agile, it, it, I think it helps. And I think there are still some situations where maybe waterfall will still work for yeah. the organization or for the team or the project. Um, so, do you, one question I get in class all the time is, and you can you can choose not to answer it if you don't want to get in trouble, but <laughs> is there still value for somebody in getting a PMP? Like I get these CSM students, and there'll be like one or two. Like I was thinking about doing that, but I don't know if I should because I'm going to work at Agile. Does it have any value? If you were coming up now, do you think that that would add value or make you more I, marketable? I, yeah, I think it can be valuable in some situations and having it, you know, open some doors. Okay. Um, I think I've seen some people who 
didn't get exposed to any of the PMP type stuff and grew up pure agile and um, sometimes I think that's a uh, kind of a shortcoming that I've had kids, people, young people in class yeah. who've never heard of waterfall. Yeah, and they're like, "Why are you talking about this stuff? No one works that way." I'm like, "Just fall to your knees and thank the skies." <laughs> but I, I don't know. I find that having that background makes it easier to interact with people who come from it. Yeah. And speak their language and understand the concerns and have more empathy for them in going through that transition. Yeah. So, hold on. Ben's waving a phone at me. What? Live question. Oh. Ah. I don't know how to find the live question, Ben. Ah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Live question. First time this has happened. Wow. In a new scrum team... What's your opinion on coaching an individual on their mistakes during ceremonies? I have a military background, which Bob also has, yes. where we correct immediately. So first you should return the ship around. <laughs> that might change the way you ask the question. But you should feel this one. Yeah, so... Um, Thank you, Ben. I, I mean, when I was in the military, it was always about praise in public and... Uh, coach in private okay. um, that you don't want to make somebody feel like they they failed but part of it's going to be the psychological safety issue of the environment that um, you know how open is the organization to admitting mistakes I mean a good example is I'm talking tomorrow about high reliability organizations right. and one of the factors there is that they they destigmatize failure yeah. because they want even those small failures to be identified and acknowledged because those can lead to big failures. And by That's identifying true, yeah. the small failures, you prevent the big failures. And if you're not doing it in the small, you're not going to do it in the large. Yeah. Okay. So I want to try to chime in on you too. I think part of it's going to depend on if it's, a, if it's an issue of how they're practicing ceremonies or if it's someone's opinion about a team member's behavior like they're not working well, they're not doing enough work, or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I always coach that maybe you can find a way to raise the question or, or, or help the team find the question. I also find that a lot of times I'll look at stuff and be like, that's totally jacked up. And the rest of the team's like, that's not jacked up at all. So you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. It really depends on the situation and what the issue is. I mean, if it's as a good example, if you're in the middle observing as a coach the, the stand-up and one of the people starts talking too much about a problem, yeah. you want to cut them off right there and yes, say, no, this absolutely. is the stand-up and we, we, uh, we can parking lot the issue. But do you agree that also if you're, whether you're coaching or a scrub master, your job is to teach them to find the problem? Yeah. Like if you're, if you're calling out someone else's failing and the team's not noticing it, I would feel inclined to call you out on not helping the team find it. Yeah, and I've, I've done that too, where I've had a, a team where um, they felt one person wasn't pulling their weight, yeah. and so I looked at the rest of the team, you know, I asked the question, what are you guys doing, because that person wasn't in the room at the time, yeah. and I asked them, what are you doing to coach him? Yeah. So, okay. so the team should have some accountability for working as a team, and if yeah. somebody in the team isn't pulling their weight, the rest of the team should work with them to help them out. Maybe they're having a problem and the team just needs to work with them on it. Yeah. Cool. But thank you. That was great that you sent the question. Thank you very much. Um, and if anybody else wants to send in questions all week long, that's a very cool thing. 
So, we want to track you down. You can go to zen-pm.blogspot.com. Sure. B. Tarney on Twitter. Yeah. T-A-R-N-E. LinkedIn, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Any other? That's the main points. Okay. Well, good. Thanks so, for coming back. All right. It's really good seeing you. Yeah. So keep watching all week long. We're going to be doing interviews every day this week.